You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind. This is a bit of a special episode. It's a sampler plate. It's basically just to uh, whet your appetite if you're not a Patreon uh, supporter uh, to become one. And to that end, it's just 10 minute clips of uh, some of what we get into on the Patreon. It's, uh, you know, uh, we can't give you any more because that would be ripping off the people that uh, have been kind enough to give. But uh, again, this is just to sort of you know, you put you put your ear to the door with the with, with the glass, and you you listen in, and and you see if uh, you like what's going on on the other side, if it's uh, a little provocative, sexy on the other side. Uh, join us over here if you'd like. Those of you that have already given, uh, we appreciate the shit out of you, really. Uh, it's been overwhelming, uh, and I just did a tour of the U.S. where a lot of you came up and and uh, told me. Uh, exactly why uh, the podcast appeals to you, and uh, thank you for all that. It's uh, nice to be appreciated. Uh, without further ado, here's here's some clips. Oh, there is some further ado. Go to triple uh, b records com. Use the promo code axe to grind. That's all letters, no numerals, uh, and get 10% off. And uh, there is, he never rests, so there's always shit coming out. Uh, get that 10% off. Uh, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, it takes 10 seconds and, uh, uh, you know, savings. So uh, here we go. Let's do this. Give us, give us a softball now. Okay. I'm going to say slap shot. Okay. Give us your three. Uh, let's see. Is this a salt? Is this an obvious or is this a left field? I, this is the obvious. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I want him to softball. Back, back on the map. Uh, step on it, and sudden death overtime. Quick thing, because you get of the three of us as the who the fuck is this dude? What's he like, saying? Like His opinions are crazy. But I, but I pull back, and I have to explain to my many of my friends so I don't have to do it again in text. Pat Lane <laughs> is he does like a lot of old stuff. You talked to him about DC hardcore, some Midwest, yeah. New York hardcore, almost entirely, except for the Chromags. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Right, but that's okay. Yeah, hey, sure. And secretly, a gigantic Slapshot fan. Yes. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on this podcast. Uh, Self-Defense Family, which is an increasingly mellow band, has covered Slapshot, may do it again. Really? Yeah. What song? Firewalker. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, Quotes, you know, what is it? Uh, Slapshot taught, Mike makes right. Lyrics for self defense. Actually, that's a great point. I've met, I have referenced Slapshot twice in songs that I expected people to like. You that's know what I mean? Funny. Like, I, that's a good song. And a new song that's on the new LP is literally about choke. I fucking, <laughs> I love Slapshot. I find Slapshot to be one of the most interesting, long running musical endeavors in human history. Don't they have a song called 108? They do. Because they hate Krishna. And that's a nice tie-in here. But so give us your take on Slapshot. You know what? I never really gave a shit. 
which is uh, weird. This might be too New York of you. No, but I loved like SSD and stuff. But okay. I, I, I for whatever reason, like it's cool. Like I get it. Like the hits are the hits. Did but you ever see them when you were young? Like did they? They didn't. They, they weren't didn't really coming come to New York, York right? Really. No, like they were like an '80s band and then disappeared for quite a long so, time. So Slapshot to me, it, I, I gave my first four CDs. They were probably in the first ten or so. The the CD with Step on it and Back on the Map. Um, the record after it, Sudden Death Overtime. I will co-sign on this. I'll give Pat a definite okay. because Sudden Death Overtime to me is, and it's something we found with a few of these other bands, Step On It, pff, fucking classic. Back on the Map, fucking classic. Sudden Death Overtime, really solid. Really solid. I mean, really solid. I'll go further. I'll say it's a classic and Blast Furnace is solid enough to mention. And which some people, and some take. older Boston dudes will say the same thing and that's the part that's been interesting to me. I think that those two Slapshot records are really fucking good. Lyrically, he's got a lot of stuff going on. And it was, it's super traditional in sound, if you ask me. Like, the early Boston stuff, the Exclaim stuff sort of starts off. But when I think of classic, like, stylized, traditionalist form Boston hardcore, it's Slapshot. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned his lyrics. This is the most complicated man in all of fucking hardcore music. So he's a hairdresser. As so far as I know, I, as far as I know, I think yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, loves hockey. Okay, presumably I've never seen. Hates that New again. York, but then does an apology. Yeah, let's let's well, talk on the talk on the New York thing real quick because this is some nine eleven shit. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, it's funny because it's like when I picture like the like the icon like the iconic photo of like say like Roger or fucking Anthony Killing Time, they're both wearing slapshot shirts. Yeah, you know what I mean. So well, like, there was, was always like that music. weird like. Right, and the youth crew dudes all rep for Slapshot. Right, right, but like you, you can picture Roger wearing the fucking Slapshot shirt. Mm-hmm. Like that's his like iconic. Look. Yep. And I think like after nine eleven, I don't know if it must have been before that, but after like he was kind of taking shots at some New York bands that you really shouldn't take shots at, and was making like kind of shitty offhanded jokes about nine eleven. Like yeah, as a New Yorker, like shit, that's yeah. not really fucking yeah. cool, man. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, they took down the Prue. Like you know what I mean, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's you know, like I think it's like. <laughs> Someone who lived it, if you didn't live here, you, you really can't Yo, this show is how bad it was. For the duet record with you, with Tom and Pat singing back and forth, trading vocals. Some, you like, are blind as a bat. The, the song I is, is, uh, is going to be uh, Take Down the Pro. <laughs> so, That's it. So here's the deal. Uh, Step on it. I th- here, here's what I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing that uh, Choke comes from, I know this part, he came from an era where you, uh, it was all fun and games to get punched in the face and punch another man in the face. Right. Right. I mean, if you look at the, like, Al Burrill. So, Spring, like, well, Burrill, really. Yeah. So, Just so, Al. So, yeah, not Springer. <laughs> yeah. So these dudes are dudes that it was fun and games to be the goon, right? And I think, yeah. I think by 2001, he maybe had lost pace with the fact that the goons carry guns and, and they are, caught up to him yeah yeah you can make fun of you can make fun of ray capo yes, yes. correct yes you're correct. not fucking you're not no. gonna get away with like saying something about Hoya. no and so right. so part of that too and and i think um in the straight edge book that uh, a friend of mine tony Ratman just wrote I own very that. cool very cool uh, um choke admits he'll say he's like dude he's a provocative we, we, we yes he's a prov- provocateur provocateur he was like yeah so we did. We were kind of goony, but we knew it, and we all laughed about it and played into it. And he's like, "So then, when people are like, oh, I heard they beat people up with with hockey, hockey sticks,' sticks. Right. it was like, hell yeah, B. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, we did. 
and now I have one at a show. It's a prop. Yes, correct. You know? I, so, and and that that ages poorly with the separation of time. Um, when things get more serious, and the goon thing is now no no. There's there's weapons and stuff like really? well not even and making it more personal like the whole like punks that your next thing thing or whatever the fuck oh, they yeah. have like that's, a that's shirt old that's or, old that's but like that's like all right it's funny it was jabs but then yeah, but then, then it's like jab at nine eleven it's like, like oh your family died in that ha <laughs> ha like that's not funny no it, I don't give a fuck what you think right it is. I agree I think it's just um, read in the moment and and kind of culture change and you know the yeah. things that jokes that could be made I'm now if someone made a nine eleven joke like. I mean, people make it's it. Less. They're memes. Yeah. Look, yeah. look. I was across the river. I was watching yes. some fucking yeah. terrible things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think everybody in this room was probably within fucking eyeline views of, of the world trade. I walked down to the water and watched the whole fucking yeah, thing. Was, yeah. It's, so, but damn, I took a doctor. It, it is now a meme. Uh, that's the way that the march of time works, right? And I'm also going to say something a little wild here. I think I could make a 9/11 joke and it not be received in the way that choke making a 9-11 joke and, and not, absolutely and not, time and place too. not because of Boston time and place be, and who he is yeah because of the energy that he gives off yes so here's a weird thing and this is what makes uh, Slapshot so dynamic to me is that as he said choke is a provocateur he is weirdly a now I don't know his background I d- didn't grow up with him uh, the imp- I love a certain sort of dude which is Somebody who would have been a bon vivant artist type in any reality except for their working class confines. And that is exactly the vibe that he gives off, which is somebody that would have been a, like I said, just a fun, goofy, fucking provocateur, poking everybody with a stick, doing art shit, whatever. But instead, it was either work on the docks or work at work in Slapshot. And he chose Slapshot. <laughs> and I find this sort of man super interesting and as a result even the records that really genuinely suck are still interesting for what they are and they have a song from 2002 was put out on an ep i want to say by bridge nine called i believe that is it is a one part song that goes on for what it's only four minutes but it feels like 25 because one part for four minutes i have never heard this it turns into fucking holy mountain or the sleep song i i truly (laughs) in the same way that we loved uh, Rob Fish having a mental breakdown. This just sounds like a guy who is so fucking spent and so fucking washed and just so over life. At, have you ever read the interview with him where he explains that he doesn't go out because then he would have to bump into people, like not bump into people like I saw a friend, but like physically bump into people mm. because he just finds everybody so irritating some people like when i make comic book references on this shit i'm gonna make a real quick one there was a classic run uh peter david yep this is the greatest thing we're posting this (laughs) this is this is the most amazing this is like a great commentary on the world peter david's run on uh x factor was x factor maybe 71 72 to i might have this saved on my phone and uh, the Kusada illustrated episode or I- issue, which is uh, the team going to visit a psychiatrist who is Doc Sampson. It's basically a therapist talking to Quicksilver, who is a person who moves really fast, right? As, and, and he moves really fast in every single way. So his brain moves fast. Everything's right. fast. And he is explaining the, the daily world, the, his life, the, the outside world to him. And how if you are irritated by a person being slow at the ATM in front of you, 
imagine your brain working 70 times faster and the level of irritation that you feel at literally every, every living being. Interesting. Yeah. And this do this character is a notoriously like he's a prick yeah. all the time. And this is the first time any writer was able to capture and explain this is why this guy's a prick. And that wasn't something that had been established before. Correct. This dude did this and kind of, kind of back like wrote it. and you, back wrote history that all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Yeah. They call that retcon. And yeah, it's you know, and to circle this all the way back to Massachusetts and Slapshot, yo. I remember younger days being going with bands and touring up to Boston, and we'd get to the the I'm toll booths up to on yeah Sorry. toll booths at the Mass Pike, and we would freak out because people would be sitting there. It's like they're having conversations with the toll booth person. I'm like, motherfucker, get out of the way, pay your money and go. But it's like they're talking. You're seeing hand gestures. And imagining that for every single day was this. And they're talking about Slapshot when they do that. Yeah, makes right. (laughs) Here's the deal. I honestly, the impression that I get, or my headcanon, if you will, if we're going to talk about making your own mythos in this shit, is that Choke's frustration is that his mores, the way that he naturally operates and sees the world, is just slightly out of sync with the actual world, right? Which is a thing that we all feel sometimes. Sure. But imagine if you felt it. All the time. The every example, second of every day. Right, no matter what you do. Right. And right. The, ex- the example I use is Gigi Allen because like, why can't I suck my brother's dick? You know what I mean? Like, like, um, wh- wh- why does this rule exist? Our friend who does the drops for us and sends them. Get, get that, the Pat, the, uh, why can't I suck, why my, can't brother's I suck my brother's dick? Why can't I suck yeah, my brother's dick? That's a good pull. Axe to grind. At any rate, <laughs> uh, I think that that is what makes for the best uh, punk and hardcore music is that feeling of wearing your underwear backwards. You are uncomfortable. There's something out of sync. And if you can be out of sync your whole life, which is choke. Yep. Uh, it doesn't mean that every record you put out is good. In fact, no. But it makes you interesting to me. Literally, how many years is a thirty-year career? Absolutely. So, so the the streak is step on it, back on the map, sun death overtime. I co-sign it. Tom, you're. Eh, you I'm fine. With, I mean, like, I, it's yeah, not. Like, you're not I don't dislike it, but yeah. them, but it's it's ne- that's never been part of my. And Pat, where would you tell the new listener to start? Uh, if you have a leaning towards, uh, the, if you know yourself and you have a leaning towards the fast, you know what? I would just say step on it to be safe. Step on it. Just sure. go step on it to be safe. Oh, this one from your buddy, Ivan. Ivan, what's going on, my man? Britpop and Revolution Summer influence are two of the worst things to happen to hardcore. He is so hardcore. Like, I can't, it's not a hot take. This is so up his alley. He hates all of that shit. I don't know what to say to somebody. That we just that. talked about Scarhead ripping... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and know. the cranberries and how much he loves the Sundays, and then. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's lukewarm. Yvonne's it's lukewarm. Head. Yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, come on now, come on now, come on, Marillo, um, Core Lord. Ooh, Earth Crisis' only redeeming quality is their lyrics. No, nah. you guys are gonna stand for that? No, no. it's a, it's a, it's an asinine take. It's a butthole take. I mean, so their lyrics are a, a major point of interest. However. Uh, you can be a total fucking uh, blunt master, fucking uh, and listen to Firestorm and get psyched. I, yeah, don't. Firestorm changed the game. Agreed. Legitimately, any band after that in heavy music owes them a. Mm, not any. Do you think Floor Punch owes them anything? They're not heavy. Oh, right. True. I'm not trying to be a dick. No, I no, mean, no. Like, you okay? You like, I mean, mean like heavy, any, heavy, heavy, heavy. Like okay. whether it be I'm fucking like, disembodied, whether it be fucking any of us, indecision, whether it be fucking God's hate. Yeah, everyone is like that. Dun, dun, 
dun, dun, True. Yeah, changed no, how people wrote music. I, Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I mean, also, I think that for to be a heavy band and be that rudimentary uh, yeah. doing that, I think is like pretty bold. Yeah, I mean, he, there's no fretwork on that. It's literally, ju- I can do that. I have zero talent, well, and I can play that's that. That's the thing is that that's why it's a fun thing to sound check with. You could give me, I can sound check. Like with. I got you, bro. Yeah, Jen, Jen, yeah, Jen, Jen. It's awesome. Okay, uh, let's see here. And I feel like it was one of the early, like you know how kids like nowadays when there's like a mosh part, you hear people like, Whoa! yep. I feel like back na- back in the day when Firestorm started, it'd be oh, like, yeah. there would be like kind of like the an eruption swell. from the crowd, like. Here yeah. we are. Yep. This is happening now. Most hardcore before integrity was bad. That's very, very. That dusty cloud. It's, it's an no. incredibly hot take. That it's not dusty. Kind of wrong. It's, it's, it's hella wrong. It's a hot. It's That's a hot wrong. take. But, see, but when does integrity start, though, for them? Are they talking? You know they're I mean? talking fucking nineteen ninety five. They're I not talking see. like eighty eight integrity. No, no. they've been around that long. No, eighty nine or whatever. I, I think this person's talking like in contrast to sin, like like ninety one. Yeah, like early integrity, but it's saying. Anything before that was kind of bad. Age of Quarrel exists before that. It's blood and sweat and no tears. Minor threat. Minor I mean, threat. Bad brain. It's just it's just twelve hundred records worthwhile. Right, just this is, stop it. So this is the part where we take a deep breath because as we were getting these in, I was like, I was getting mad. I was getting upset. I was hearing from people who are also getting mad. You know, upset. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. People people have bad opinions. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, wait, integrity related question. What is the album that you think people not 30 plus go to? Probably Humanity is the Devil. When I was like, a kid, you, when I I was a kid Humanity go-to. was the record. The go-to. Yeah, I think it, it still might be. I yeah. think it still was because um, Those Who Fear Tomorrow didn't come out on, integ- on Victory. Right. So it wasn't easy to get. Um, there was a weird vinyl reissue on toy box for those who fear tomorrow there were some lost and found versions I have the, one of those. the original version which i can't remember the name of the label who put it out right now um was super out of print and it was cd only and I have so a picture disc of those. yeah it's like hooked lung yeah and that's where you can get some of the songs and yeah it was very strange yeah but yeah i think humanity is still the go-to I think Systems gets a lot more love, especially since really? the recent reissue. They yeah. recently remixed and they cleaned it, it up and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, you, if you haven't heard it, you should check it yeah, out. Yeah, you might no, like that, it. Better. That was one of the ones that was written off when I was. Yeah, there. it's better. It's yeah. better now. Um, but I also think that To Die For gets a lot of love. It does. That, see, that's what I was thinking. I think for a certain for a certain kid, that's it. Right, because the other stuff didn't wasn't really. Um, Hold It Down is my favorite Madball album. It's okay. Not a hot take. Not yeah. a hot take. I mean, okay. I set it off as mine, but yeah. I mean, I get it. Right. I'll take Set Your Goals by Civ over anything Grill Biscuits did. Which, uh, like, quick, quick pause. Grill Biscuits did a seven inch in an LP, so it's not yeah, like. So you I'll, know, you'll like, take one LP not, over Not prolific, LP. you know? Yeah. But. I know, but one is looked at as iconic and the other one is looked at as an, an, an oddity. I will say this. I bet Set Your Goals sold more copies than Start Today. Start Today's close. not getting played at the Rangers game. Girl, this is an open up for Kiss at the Garden. I also love three songs on that Civ record yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's I love like ninety percent of that record a lot. I think that's. I mean, that literally that's is a, what a certified fall. good record. Yeah, it, I mean, I use the Lou guest yeah. thing as mm-hmm. a reference point to audio engineers a lot. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yes. Do you use the video part too? Yes. Fakely in San yes, Quentin. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, I mean, I think that record's actually really, really it's a good. Really good record, but it was so big at the time, and it was like, oh, fucking warp torn all this bullshit. But right. like, in a fucking vacuum, 
It's not that far behind Star today. This isn't my Civ beef take, but yeah. uh, Civ at Warp Tour 97. Civ is playing, I believe it's 97, maybe 96, I don't know. But he was walking towards the backstage area with a milk crate full of, you know, milk gallon jugs of lemonade. Hmm. So me and my friends stopped him, we're talking to him, and we snatched one of the lemonades out of his thing. Shore style. Hey, that's Stole, and we were stealing those all day at Warp Tour. And we never paid ever. Don't ever pay for that shit. Um, for lemonade for, or for, for Warp Tour? Both. <laughs> like, yo, yo, if you see a kid on the street selling lemonade, you snatch that shit. That you in. can pay, like, we'll support independent business owners. <laughs> but Warp Tour or Walmart, they're like the same thing. Who cares? Um, I'm going to say uh, breaking into shows is really really fun and fulfilling <laughs> bigger shows where you're not making any Yo, we, yeah. you won't get these human takes on, on the real episodes Patreon but we'll talk about sneaking in the it's funny but, though with Civ though now number one the thing that kind of bugs me if we're you know yeah, let's, we're speaking, air you know, let's air we're, we're pants friends. loose I, I don't like that Gorilla Biscuit Civ is different from Civ Civ is it like Civ Civ like puts on like like a sweater vest and wears creepers Stuff. Oh, uh, the cre- in 2016. Oh, is that true? Yes, number one. Oh, number yeah. two. It's funny that like in a grand scheme of things, Civ is probably bigger. The uh, band yeah. Uh, yeah. sold more records, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. metric wise, dudes are opening for like they couldn't fucking draw 400 kids now. Sure, in New York. Yeah, the mythos of Gorilla Biscuits is so it's much really larger, Trump. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I can come up with a better word for Trump. I yeah, it's okay. It's, it's I a, say supersedes. Supersedes. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to these hot oh, Eclipse, Eclipses. Eclipses. Creative eclipses. Yeah. Rest in peace. Humanity's Devil is the only good integrity record. That is incorrect. Incorrect hot take. Yeah. So, well, I don't think it would have been ultra hot in the past, but no. I think that there's been a retrospective look, yeah. and I think that, you know, but I, I think that there was a period where people were like, this is the record I care about. That's I, why I brought I mean, it, it, up it is to me, yeah. too. But there's I mean, there's other so yeah. I had to talk with a friend who was like oh it was like who's my age got in hardcore roughly the same time um, who's like oh it's like my shameful secret I didn't hear integrity till to die for and you know so, he was a little older and I was like no don't no no shame I'm keeping him anonymous ago. here anyways how but, long ago was that 2003 so fucking yeah oh so 15 but, but years he, ago but you Jack but he you know yeah, we got in hardcore around. in like 96 97 and yeah, he, you know fine. so. But I was like, oh, I think I was the only person in my town who got into Integrity because I found a copy of, uh, for those who fear tomorrow, yeah. the Toy Box weird reissue. And then maybe somebody else. But they were too metal for us. And they were kind of regarded as that. Mm-hmm. And then, because that record, oh, this is cool as shit. This is what I wanted. Um, I dug into other stuff and so did other people. So, it, you know, it's still a record. A lot of Not integrity a questions take. on here. Yeah. A little hot takes. Agnostic Front aren't that good. That's inherently That's wrong. pretty hot. Super hot and super fucking And hot. wrong. Are you kidding me? It's hot. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear. 
The people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments. The ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember. The ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Knuckle dust are weirdly unappreciated outside Europe when time won't heal this is one of when time won't heal this is one of the best hardcore records of that era. Homie, I haven't even heard of that record. Uh I see I Those have. are my people. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I got love for it. knuckle dust. Are they weirdly unappreciated? Um, outside, outside Europe, of Europe probably. Sure? Yeah, I would say they are. I mean, they're a heavy so band. Maybe I proved their point. I didn't, I didn't even heard so it. So here's here's what they are. Uh would Tom, would you say it's fair to call them like the wisdom and chains of London? Yes, that's okay. Of like that's the UKC, right. that and makes like sense. now, mind you, they've been around. We toured with them in the UK in 1997, right? And they are still going. Never broke up. Release records every couple of years. Are still like a linchpin of European hardcore, right? So, they, so what they do is they play a couple giant fucking London shows and then do the festival circuit is right. what I think is the thing. Their deal, right? yeah. Yeah, and but they'll do like, oh, we're playing some like whacked out crazy small place in London yeah. just because they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like, yeah, I mean, those dudes are like, it's been the same four guys since 1997. Yeah. See, I, I like, And they're like, they're really like the fucking foundation of hard, like not the band, like the, like. Of London stuff. Of, U, the U, of UK hardcore. Wow. Like legitimately, and like, but what's are they sick of it all of London? No, I think it's more isolated than that because yeah. because he they was, never had that big kind of moment. And okay. here's the interesting thing: the I think the the young kids that I know in London see Knuckle Dust as that's the place you go. Like those are the shows that you go to if you want to get your head broken open. That's yeah. not what. That's not our hardcore. Yeah, that's not our hardcore. Yeah, I mean it's very it's hard. It's, it's tough. Hard. And it's kids hard. go off for them. Okay. I I got to see them in London like four years ago, and it was crazy. And one one life crew played after them and played in front of about seven people. Ooh, fuck. Abolition equals one of the best hardcore bands of the last ten years. Abolition. Whole, is this whole person lot in Abolition? I don't know. Right. Uh, you guys familiar with the band at all? I'm not. No. Okay. All right. Maybe we need to research it. But yeah, someone send us. Something. Yeah, send us something. Um, this one not really about hardcore, but Judas Priest is a better and more important band in metal than Black Sabbath. Yeah, you know what? No, that's it's crazy. Uh, no, I mean, Judas Priest wouldn't exist dude, without Iron Maiden. I know, I mean, without uh, Black Sabbath. Listen, I, I, better I, and more important. Not better to me. Are they more important? 
I think someone could posit that and back it up. You want to be that someone? Nah. <laughs> all right. I mean, there are literally, nobody is like, everyone goes, hey, you know, all the metal, like famous metal people are like, I love Judas Priest. No one sounds like Judas Priest. Right. Black Sabbath right. has created an entire generation mm. and genre of music. I get that, but like, I, I guess what I'm saying is that if important is foundational or bedrock, then sure, Black Sabbath. But if 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 we do that, then we have to be like, uh, Muddy Waters is really important to us. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and it's I mean, not. But if you so, like mosh parts, Black Sabbath started mosh parts. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can go with that. Have you heard Sismo? I can it's go with that. Who's the singer of uh, Judas Priest? Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. No. <laughs> Rob, Rob Halford. Rob Halford. Rob Halford. When Rob Halford passes, I'll take a second. Uh, when Ozzy dies, and I'll, I'm like, man, I really should have gone and seen Black Sabbath in the 90s. Um, True. But anyways, I didn't even throw this one like, Brett, you're a homie. We, we appreciate you. Converge blows and anything that sounds like them blows. Is this Brett? Is this Brett from <laughs> Buffalo? Uh, no, not Brett from oh. Buffalo. Uh, Brett from Buffalo. From uh, a war by. Oh, war by any means. Oh, okay. That's just a matter of taste. Yeah, it's fine. fine. And, uh, fine. I mean, if you're in a band like that, you probably hate Converge. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a Converge head, but I just it felt really severe. Converge blows and anything that sounds like them blows. I mean, you know, look, if you don't like Converge, then. I think that you should not like things that sound like Converge because they're not going to be as good. Yeah. Right. If you can't think so, of Converge, yeah. then everything else after yeah, that sucks. There, there you go. Sure. Um, let's see. You just got kicked off the Converge Buffalo tour date there, buddy. <laughs> I'm, ro- I'm from Virginia and down to nothing and Naysayer do absolutely nothing from me. You know, Naysayer does nothing for me. That's cool, but I mean, like you're from Virginia. I can't. I can't say. I think it's a hot take if you're from Virginia. Probably. At least down to nothing. That's I feel like down to nothing is like the. Everybody like they're but, the mad ball for Virginia. But yeah. there was a scene of people who just weren't in it. Just yeah, not into it. Not you into it I mean? at all. So like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and if that's you, then I get it. I guess. Yeah. All right. It's not not very hot. No. Um, uh, oh wow! There are less than five hardcore records made in the '90s that I like, and less than ten that are good. Okay, well, I can't tell you what you like, but, but uh, you're definitely 52 years old. Less yeah. than, no, I think this might be someone who's young. Uh, so what do 90s? they? So what do you think they like? Do you think they like eighties hardcore? Or do you think they like two thousand two thousand plus? plus. Yeah, okay. What's the name? Maybe I know the person. I don't. Right. Oh, we should have done people's twitters. Yeah, she's, so you can have Adam. Much. Next time we'll name and shame. Um, yeah. Uh, that person's wrong, but to be honest, I I do get it. Like a lot of nineties material. If you think of nineties hardcore as like the. Uh, uh, stuff in the in in the uh, family tree of Earth Crisis, like things that came out of, uh, mm. and that's not your sound. Then yeah, you've got yeah. you you've but got a, a good cross section of shit. There is, but when people say '90s hardcore, they, they think of that, right? They don't mean. Yeah. What do you love from the '90s, Bob? A lot, uh, right? Night, but, yeah. but but when you hear '90s hardcore as the phrase '90s hardcore," I think New Age and and Earth and Victory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, if those aren't your sounds, and yeah. you and then you hate it, yeah. and yeah, and someone yeah, and someone, there's a little something for everyone, man. If you only like punk stuff, there's a ton of great punk shit from the '90s. If you like melodic stuff, there's stuff. If you yeah. like straight edge stuff, there's stuff. There's like metalist stuff, there's a fuckload. If you like <laughs> slow stuff, there's stuff. Yeah. If you like fast hardcore, fucking there's a lot of spaz records. All right, next topic. <laughs> Get this split with 25 to yeah. Turning on terror is like ordering chicken fingers at a restaurant. 
Uh, like I just turning I mean, them on, like putting it on to uh, listen to, or turning on them like I don't know. I don't like them anymore. I don't know. I just like or the, getting them aroused. I'm just really option. hungry. And chicken yeah. fingers was like all right, like an over the pants hand job. Like what's I, uh, so? I think that that is person, that what's called turning on? Yeah, yeah you're turning on terror. I think that person means that it is a. <laughs> it's really easy. Let me order these chicken fingers. While I'm giving you a rub. <laughs> Staple or comfort food sort of thing. Yeah, that, maybe. Um, oh yeah, turning on terror is like ordering. Chicken fingers at a restaurant. Like you, know, like you know it's Reliable. good and it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then that's not a hot take. That's yeah. just like. All right. So I I moved out of California in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand yeah. Two thousand eight. Um, and you guys were all young dudes. Yeah. But uh, tell me about the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about. Tell me about there was a time when stuff started to pop off and Fury starts. Soul Search is kind of a little ahead of the curve. Yeah. And then Fury starts, yeah. Forced Order kind of starts taking uh-huh. off. Tell yeah. me about that time period where it seemed like things got lively. That was that was like one of the coolest times, I think, like yeah, as far definitely. as as far as it went for California stuff, just because it was like a big group of us kind of starting bands and like doing a bunch of shows, playing together. It was like it felt like every weekend or like every week was like you know, just a cool hangout, but it was like a really sick show that like kids actually enjoyed, and like you know, it, it was sick. It was fun. I think that was like one of the better times of me being in, you know, hardcore music. You know, just friends doing cool doing hardcore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's kind of how I think it should be. So that's what I liked about it. Yeah, I think like before we started this year, like kind of talking about that weird period in between Sound of Furies, mm-hmm. and I think not having a festival like that helped all of us. I think that like built, made us all kind of work for ourselves and kind of work hard instead of depending on this huge fest that'll, you know, be like a circus every year. So I mm-hmm. think that, and along with uh, like bands like New Brigade and Soul Search, like these were huge bands for me. Don't forget Creatures. And Cre- oh. yeah, Creatures was number one. <laughs> yeah, like, Creatures was the originators. Yeah, like I, when I was in middle school and like my freshman year of high school, like I would leave my Frost Off soccer games and like go to the alley in Fullerton and see <laughs> Madison Peace. Yeah, and see Maddie play in his like metalcore bands and, and, and hardcore bands and like finish him and and, and what legends all these just, bands. What's like, the ice? Uh, uh, on thin ice. On thin ice. ice. No, just thin ice. I think. Thin ice. Glory yeah. Kid Records. I believe. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got the uh, the record release uh, seven inch. Oh, the one in the mail. Respect. Well, I got the pre-order one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the pre Yeah, the clear one. This is for the real dorks. We're getting Yeah, yeah this is real, like, if you have to be from California to understand what's going on right now. Which <laughs> for, like, a specific time period. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. These Alice, are bands that everyone should check, check out. out, though. Like, these are not, you know. No, the creatures, like creatures is good. Band camp bands. Like, these were the like, real possibly, deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who just rock. Like, they, we, there was no way we'd be who we are today if it wasn't for that plat- that foundation that they built for us, I guess. And after Sound and Fury, everyone... Everyone will understand the legend that is creatures. Do you think? Yeah, I think it's gonna be wild. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I, I actually listened to the, the podcast when you guys were talking about it, and you guys nailed it perfectly yeah. by saying fifty people will be stoked. But those yeah. fifty people are gonna be high. I am one one of fifty, so that'd be cool. So I, I never, I I was aware of creatures. I I never saw them. Um, I don't know that they toured out this way they very did. much. They, they did, did a lot yeah. of tours, actually. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe I just... You know, whatever. You're um, a poser, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, no, I, whatever. Um, you were young. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> did it, like, were they even a band that, like, really popped off in California? In California, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 For, 
for a while. I mean, not towards the end. It was kind of like dying a little bit, but when, yeah. When, yeah. when that when they were when they were going, it was when it was like crazy. I Lucifer came out on like when it was like Eulogy or whatever. I, yeah, I, I like that's that like record. the height of like when it was just like creatures were, like kind of like oh, like almost a household name. Yeah, right yeah. Now, you know? Those later, in, in my opinion, those later Sound of Fury. Yeah, like, yeah the yeah. first yeah 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 we actually todd was going to put that record out i think i heard something about that and then me and him did it together okay and we were we actually i think we're credited as producers on the first because so we really that? we should i mean points yeah it's not available <laughs> in digital or anything so <laughs> you know um but i think that's interesting though like the void of the big festival not being around. Yeah, kind yeah. Of like, it, fire into your ass. Yeah, like, it, it made, it made, it. It made you kind of appreciate, like, just the smaller shows and stuff like that. And sometimes I feel like, you know, younger kids, like, would rather go to, like, you know, a three-day, four-day fest. Right, catch every band. Catch, catch every band, which is cool. I mean, I guess it's convenient, but, like, sure. it, for me, it was always cooler to just go to, like, to go you know, to every, every Friday, yeah. you know, there's, like, a hardcore show, and, like, you're going to see all your friends, right. and, like, you know, it's, I, I felt like that was always, like, the cooler cooler vibe to me. Right, yeah. yeah. So. No, I totally agree with that. Like, that's, the, there weren't a ton of fests in the early 90s. No. Mm-hmm. When no. you were getting in stuff. So, I mean, like, that's, it's so different to think about. Like, imagine being an 18-year-old and you have the option. I got asked this yeah. question the other yeah. day. Like, um, because it was talking to a dude who's older who was like, yeah, I used to make no money, but I would be spending $100 a week on records. Like, uh-huh. going to the record store, buying new records, yeah. spend all the money I had. But he's like, I don't understand how kids now have money to go fly to these festivals and get money an Airbnb. Ticket, Airbnb, yeah, yeah. merch. Uh, take it for the fest. But I mean, I guess if you're not spending money, if you just do that three times a year, you're not buying records and you just look for Spotify. Yeah, yeah, that's right? true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're basically just like full-on adults that plan their vacations, their one vacation a year, and that's their thing. Is that? And that's cool too, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. Like I said, there's no hate on it, in my opinion. Like, do whatever yeah. you want to do. Well, right. Yeah, you know, everyone's s- grown up. We're sure. certainly reaping the benefits of festivals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, festivals are yeah. festivals are awesome. Like you know, once again, can't hate on them, but. Yeah. They're awesome, but then they're not all the time. Like, as somebody who did a festival, I'll say that they're not always the best. I'm sure it's real stressful for the... Well, no, they're not bad. Even as, like, an attendee. No, attendee. I'm talking about for, like, a world of of music. It's like, when when we were doing Sound of Fury and it was the healthiest, we also tried to do stuff in between. You know, we did, like, oh, here's this Cold World weekend. Here's this Half Heart weekend. I went to all those. They were fun, right? They were great. Right. Like, they were awesome. And that kept things moving and keep things mm-hmm. lively yeah. but then if you just and I mean like yo credit to, to what's going on like there's a ton of shows in Philadelphia all the time mm-hmm. you know like yeah. it's not like there's just this is hardcore yeah, no, 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 you know no. but I do wonder about if kids get spoiled with that and think like eh I just don't need to go I, like, I don't what need do you to guys catch think? this band they're gonna be at you know like what do you all think about that go ahead huh. you go first I don't, uh, no, I, I think it obviously it's great. Like, it, sure, that is it's better than nothing. Like, there are places that have absolutely nothing. Yes, but I think I would rather live in a world where bands are touring and really going out there because that's that's the real deal. Like, festivals are great, and I've had the greatest experiences at festivals. Like, whether it be like, hardcore, or, like even something as lame as like Coachella or something. Like However, I don't think that's healthy in the long run for scenes if that becomes a bigger and bigger conglomerate. Like, even with Sound and Fury, like I think they're doing it right. Sure. 
And I, I also think everyone around Santa Fury all year round are doing a lot of good shows. Like Maddie has a, he does suburban fight shows, and that's kind of what he's under his promotion. Maddie in Fury. Yeah, Maddie. The, the oh, that's him. Guitarist. Yeah. So he, does he do like the wrestling thing? That yes, he does, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I want to yeah. bring it up at some point. Oh no, shit, that is so fucking cool. That's the best thing any of our friends has ever done. So ever. Maddie has been like kind of started that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's shit. it. Yeah. That's I have no idea. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of wrestling at all. But that right. was like so fun. Right, it's like in a bar just, on the floor. Yeah, it's have like you guys it, played one of those yet or not? No, no, no. no. So there's, only been, been, there's, only, there's been two. There's only been two. two. Okay. But but only one of them had a hardcore band playing, right? Oh, the second one, Misery and Dead Heat. I think yeah, that was the first one. I think one band played the second one. Did they? I don't. Remember. I don't remember. I, I think we, we, we were gone. First one. I think we were gone that one. Right. But it's such a cool idea. It's straight up a blast. Like it was so fun to watch. Yeah. If anyone. I would, this I know I got the inside scoop. I don't know when this is coming out, but I believe there's actually going to be a Suburban Fight Wrestling Sound of Fury weekend that they no. haven't announced yet. No um, shit. I think on the Sunday. I don't think he would be mad. I don't think he would be mad. Right. I don't yeah. know who's going to do it, but where is that? Like Hi Hat or something? No, or it's at it? this place called the Resident. Maddie kind of works there too. Okay. Um, it's just like a little dive bar. Okay. In like some somewhere in LA, and it is. Was the one of the funnest nights I've had in a long time. Like it's, it's so in, it's there's no ring. It's in you're in the like, bar, so right. everyone can. It's a bar fight, pretty much. Yeah, it's a bar fight. It's, yeah. it's straight up a bar with fight with Nate, who's bigger than everyone, every other oh, human in the fight. It's big. He's also like the most, uh, like he can do flips. Yeah, he's incredible. Insane. Yeah, agile. Yeah, very yeah. agile. But you have to when you're there, like you're a part of the show, so you, you have to get out of the way. If they're coming towards you, right. you have to pay. It's so much. So fun. Much fun. Mm-hmm. That's such a cool idea. I didn't realize that was him. That's yeah. awesome. And then you guys have shows in Fullerton all the time at the program, right? Like the shop? Yeah, I live, I live two blocks from program. Okay. And that's not just hardcore shows. Like, there's shows every night. It's like every day. night, right? Every yeah, night. Yeah. It's like a hip-hop show, a DJ, anything. Every night there's a gig. And they just clear out the place and just... Yeah, clear out all the yeah. ra- all the cell racks yeah. and just, like, have bands come Such through and play. And, and that's Ephraim, right? Ephraim, yeah. Ephraim, and, Ephraim. And, and Chris. Um, he, okay. He's the one that's, like, at the store mainly. Got it. Oh. Um, also from Death Shout out to program. And there's a... There's two. I don't know. There's one other guy that does it with him. That's a scale. Okay. I'm blanking right now. I've had, I've had too much today. Alex would know. Though. Sam, I know what I'm So, um, real quick on this, what happened to Chain Reaction? It's, it's still around. around. Yeah. Do they it, still do shows? They, Not really hardcore shows. Yeah. Maybe more like metalcore shows. But I haven't been to Chain Reaction in years. It, probably. It's really weird seeing like how Chain Reaction went from like. The venue that was the spot in Southern California. If the, you're talking uh, about yeah. shows, you know, what I mean, like all the half hour blacklisted like, first ceremony, step. first step, lights out shows that I saw there, like you know, bitter end, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, chain's kind of like it's just not the same as it was. I don't know, how, like why? It's like different owners or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. the original dude. I think the, his son took over. I believe, uh, and I, I think that was. Well, it's a I mean, lot more pay-to-play shows. And yeah, yeah, it's okay. just kind of like, a, yeah, it's, it's it's not as cool as it was. And I mean, here's the deal: like, there's some fondness you can think about it with yeah, that, yeah. but like, when it took the bad turn, it left you guys looking for other stuff. Like you were saying about festivals, like, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a Sound of Fury for a couple of years, so you guys did other right, things. So that void kind of makes, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, I think yeah. that was when PBW. Sort of yeah, in Pomona, PBW kind of started coming around too, and that was like a mainstay for I'd say like a, two years. Yeah, yeah, I really like that venue. I saw Fury there once. Was and cool. That venue was super it was fun. So good. Shout, shouts to Nate. Oh, did he book there? SOS booking. 
I don't think I told you this, Alex. You knocked the guy's teeth out at that show. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I never told you. Was it during your career? Yeah, it's during us. Uh, I should be doing that to, to I'm Yeah, yeah. Uh, you knocking people's teeth out, and you no. didn't even realize you did it, which is even no. worse. That New York style. God, yeah, knocking someone out to a feeling, man. Come on, Alex. Did you have all war yeah, on in your headphones? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you listening to? Yo, that's some really legend shit. People moshing with headphones on. That's happened. That's cool. That's cool um, stuff. All right. So, so, I mean, we talked about that. I think all this goes to my theory where it's like, all right, like if people aren't around or things aren't being just handed to you, kind of things yeah, happen. Yeah. Other stuff happens. You just got to make do with what you got. So everyone, that was your sampler plate. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that Patreon is patreon.com slash axe to grind podcast. Give what you can. If you give $6 or more, it entitles you to uh, sick as fuck podcasts. Uh, these additional uh, li- little bits of content uh, th- that, uh, as you can tell, uh, is delivered by experts in the field uh, with enthusiasm. <laughs> so uh, give what you can. Give high. You know what I mean? Give us 50 bucks a month. That would be nice. But $6, if you can, it entitles you to, to s- some uh, really nice uh, extra shit. So uh, thanks again uh, from everybody at Axe to Grind. Uh, you are appreciated, even if you're one of these broke boys giving us nothing. Mm-hmm.